Why, hello. You're listening to the Disney Parks Wanderer podcast. I'm your host, Emma Albertson, and I'm happy to welcome you to episode number 20. So today, as I've reached 20, I thought I would do kind of a different episode. It's more about me and my memories. I don't know if you're interested, but hey, why not? So in this episode, I've put together a collection of 20 top memories I have from visiting Disney parks over the year, from a child all the way to adults. But before we jump into those, I just wanted to say that I've seen that the Food and Wine Festival is now definitely happening in Walt Disney World, despite the fact that they've got all these different um, restrictions in place. But it's going to be running from July 15th. The parks are opening beginning July 11th. And it's going to be the longest festival that they've ever had, as it's going to run all the way through to the autumn. But it looks like they've got a lot of nice options, although there's less. Like last year, they've also got the Caribbean booth back with that jerk chicken, which I recommend. And they've got a nice Hawaii booth. They've also got the hummus fries back for the Morocco stand. So I think it's gonna be really nice. And I'm happy that they've been able to bring it to to fruition despite everything that's been going on. I'm so excited that the parks are gonna be opening soon, although I haven't got any plans to be going, but I'm looking forward to seeing content from people who are going. And if you're going, please get in touch and tell me how it is and what you're planning to do. Now let's jump into those memories. One. When I was growing up and going to Disneyland as a kid, they had this section next to the castle where they'd kind of put a sword in the stone display. And so as you can imagine, it was like a slab of stone and it had a sword stuck in it. And every time we would go, I would desperately try and pull this sword out. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. It's just, you know, Merlin and it's magic and just no one can do it. And then there'd be a kid that would come up and just, they would pull it out. And I'd be like, how, how is that a thing? But I guess it turns out that there must have been one point in the day that a cast member would come and hit like a release switch or something, I'm assuming, and you'd actually be able to pull the sword out. There'd be this big thing where one kid a day could pull out the sword. And um, I just think it's funny thinking back at it because I was just like, what? Why can't I pull it out? Two. I will always cherish being able to spend my 21st birthday at Disneyland Paris. I'd always wanted to spend a birthday in a Disney park. I didn't really care which one or what birthday, but it just so happened that I was studying abroad for a year in a town called Angers, which is about an hour and a half, two hours away by direct train to Disneyland Paris. That was really convenient. And um, my sister said, well, it's your 21st birthday. Let's do something special. I can get the Eurostar from London to Paris. We can meet there and we can go to Disneyland. So that's exactly what we did. And it was such a great trip. It was very brief it was like a weekend my birthday happened to fall on a saturday so i didn't have to miss class and um yeah it was such a good trip the weather was good i was so excited the whole time that in like the majority of the pictures i'm standing on one leg like a flamingo really don't know why but you can see i think in yeah my podcast photo is actually from that trip so yes on one leg again but yes i will always remember that trip it was so special three getting a unexpected upgrade at Tokyo Disneyland. When we went, I had booked a room off site. It was like a partner hotel. 
because it was summer and everything was super busy and it was like the best price and the best location I could get. And so um, when we arrived, there was this area where you could check into your hotel without having to specifically go to the hotel to kind of save you time. So you could go directly to the parks and leave your luggage. And we kind of went over there and the lady there didn't speak super great English, but she kind of gave me the vibe that there was a problem with my booking. So I was already worried. I was thinking, well, it was so hard to get this room. If it's not there, then we don't have a room. And yeah, she was basically telling me that they did not have any of those rooms left. So I was about to cry. And then uh, she said, yeah, so instead we put you in an upgraded room. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And honestly, it was such a nice upgrade. We were really high up in a tower. And the best part was that when I opened my window, I could see the Cinderella castle from that room. Granted, it was really far away, but I could see it. So I'll always remember that I had the room with the Cinderella castle view in Tokyo Disneyland. Four. This one's kind of a funny story in hindsight, although it wasn't really at the time. But again, this was in Disneyland Paris and it was my year studying abroad because as I told you, it was so convenient to get there. I went twice and this time I went with um, three friends, three American girls that I met at the university. So we went over on the train and we were staying in a hotel that was a couple of stops on the metro away from the actual resort because we wanted to save money as we were students. And we were in this nice little resort. It was like a mini apartment and it was it was absolutely fine. So we all went to the park and, you know, we had a magical day. We really enjoyed ourselves and we head back. It was really late. We were dirty. We were wet. We had those ponchos on. We were all hyped up on sugar from all the terrible park food we'd been eating that day. And we get off the train and we all look at each other and we're all like, um, which way do we go? None of us had taken any notice of the route we'd taken to get to the train station and we had no idea how to get back to our hotel. So we kind of thought, well, it can't be far. We only walked a couple of minutes to get here. So we just start walking. We're like, we're gonna find it, like 100%. False. <laughs> we were walking around for quite a while. We couldn't find it anywhere. So we saw another hotel that had the lights on. And I was like, okay, let's just go and ask. Despite the awful way we look, and this is like a four-star hotel, we're like, we're just gonna have to do it. So we walked in, which is already embarrassing. So it was like a concierge and a chandelier. We're there in, you know, rain ponchos, and I'm the one that speaks the best French at this point. So they're like, okay, you go, you go. So I go speak to the concierge and I'm like, um, look, we've just been to Disneyland and we've kind of got ourselves lost. We're not sure where our hotel is. And he was really nice about it. He was like, oh, it's fine. Like, what's the name of the hotel? And I kind of think blankly, Ooh, what is the name of the hotel? So I asked my friends and none of them remember either. So we're just there, can't find our hotel, don't remember what it's called. So he's kind of like, well, I don't really know how I can help. So we kind of give him a bit of a description and eventually he thinks he knows where we're going and he sends us in that direction and we do find it. But man, that was so embarrassing and awkward, but it's kind of funny thinking back on it. Five. When I was younger, for some reason, I was obsessed with Tigger from Winnie the Pooh and I loved the little Tigger song, uh, but I never really could find him in the park because I used to have one of those autograph books and everything. Can never really find him in the park. And um, so one day we were at Davy Crockett Ranch, which is the kind of campsite um, log cabin resort, which we often stayed at. And we were at the pool and the pool had like a glass window across the wall, which showed one of the restaurants. 
And lo and behold, I'm in the swimming pool and I see Tigger in the restaurant. So I'm probably like six years old. I'm like, mum, Tigger, Tigger, I want to go see Tigger. My mum's kind of like, well, you know, we can't really just do that. So I kind of get upset. I'm like, I really want to see Tigger. I need his autograph. And and so my mum's solution was she pushed me up against the window. So I'm there in my bathing suit against the window, all embarrassed and excited. And my mum takes this picture of me and you can just see Tigger behind the glass like in the distance and that was my picture and I always find it funny seeing it because in the photo it was one of those you know old-fashioned cameras with like the flash and the flash has hit the window so there's like a big reflection mark and there's just me and Tigger's face in the background but yeah number six Another memory that I will have that I will always look at fondly is that Disneyland was my first solo trip without my family out of the country. So when I was 16, me and a couple of my friends from secondary school, we saved up our money and we went on a trip to Disneyland Paris. We stayed at the Explorers Hotel and we paid for the Eurostar, which is a direct train from Ashford in England that takes you all the way to Disneyland Paris. We just planned everything to a T, like what we were going to do, what we were going to wear, the places we were going to eat and it was just such a wholesome fun trip we had so many photographs and it was just such a laugh I honestly do think it's a really nice place to go for like your first trip without parents just because as well you've got that peace of mind because the Disney bubble is you know it's safe and secure and it's family friendly and you just know that you're gonna have a good time so yeah I absolutely love that that was my first trip without my family Number seven, of course, one of my top Disney memories so far is my whole honeymoon in Walt Disney World. And I could honestly give a hundred reasons why it was so great. But to keep this uh, short and sweet, I guess one of the highlights was that we got VIP seating to Fantasmic. A cast member gave us like a hint of pixie dust and extra magic because she found out it was our honeymoon. I will do a podcast in the future all about our honeymoon because I do really want to. But generally speaking, it was just the extra magic that we got on our honeymoon. Eight, riding Flight of Passage for the first time. I had been obsessing over the Pandora area since they opened it. I'd been poring over videos, podcasts, you know, reading articles about it because I just thought it looked so incredible. And so when we finally arrived in Disney World and I was able to go there, I was just gobsmacked. I really loved the ride. We, I think we had to wait an hour but I was like it's worth it because of course I couldn't get fast pass because they are like gold dust to get fast passes for that ride um, but we queued up and it was so worth it my husband actually said to me he's like I don't know what I enjoyed more the ride itself or watching and listening to your reactions to it so yeah that was super fun and then we came out it was fun because there was a photo pass photographer and they took a magic shot and they put a banshee up in the sky so I kind of have that association with that photo that I'd just come out of riding a banshee and then there was a photo with me looking at a banshee so yes that was definitely a highlight and I would literally go back to Disney World just to go on that ride that is how highly I regard it. Number nine this one, I give props to my parents because it was a really cool surprise. So my mother is Danish and they have um, different 
I guess traditions they do around Christmas time and one of those is they have like an advent calendar that's a little sack and you have it on the wall and you tie it to the different days and inside the sack you can get a gift it could be money it could be like a pen you know just anything like small um, prizes and so we went through day after day me and my sister getting prizes my mum would often get something like a packet of something and then put one for each day and we got to I think it was the 10th of December and there was a piece of paper in there. Me and my sister were like, what is this? You know, we were getting ready for school. So we grabbed the piece of paper and we opened it and my parents had booked a trip to Disney to see the Christmas stuff. And we were going, I think 10 days later or something. It was really close and we were just so excited. It was so cool of them. What a way to surprise us. And we had so little time to wait as well. So it was even more exciting. So really loved that. And Disneyland at Christmas time was just so magical. Freezing cold, but magical. 10. This one as well happened at our honeymoon and I have mentioned it before, but um, a definite top Disney memory for me is meeting Miko at Animal Kingdom. So Miko from Pocahontas the raccoon is one of my favorite characters. I think he's so underrated, so cute, so funny. And I wasn't even really sure if he was a character you could meet in the parks to be honest, because like I said, he's quite insignificant in the world of Disney generally speaking. And I remember we watched Fantasmic and I saw he was part of that show. He was with Pocahontas on the boat at the end. So I thought, well, at least I got to see, you know, the person in costume in the show. Like that's probably the best I'm gonna get. And I'm pretty happy with that. Like I saw him. And um, so the last day of our honeymoon, we had half a day before we had to go get our flight. And we decided, hey, let's go back to um, one of the parks as we have an extra ticket, we may as well. And we agreed on Animal Kingdom because we wanted to go on Pandora's rides again. <laughs> and um, I put on my Miko t-shirt because it was the cleanest one I had, honestly speaking. And we head over to the park and we just happened to be walking through and there was a little show going on, like a dance party. And lo and behold, there was Miko right there. I was in my Miko t-shirt. He saw my Miko t-shirt. So we have this awesome picture of him reacting acting to my t-shirt and it was just so great and because it was unexpected it was even more fun because I just didn't think it was going to happen so I love that picture and it's actually framed in our house that's how cool I am Eleven. when I was younger I for some reason had like a fear of the Disney villains because I just thought they were real and there was this one specific time because my sister was um, my sister's quite a bit older than me and we were walking around the parks in Disneyland Paris. I don't know if they do it so much anymore, but in the past it was completely normal for the characters to just be wandering around freely through the park. Like you didn't have to go to a specific area or a queue up or anything. And um, there was a couple of Disney villains. It was um, the Queen of Hearts and it was some other villain, but I really can't remember who it was. And they... Um, took my sister's autograph book and they started playing noughts and crosses in it and I just remember freaking out and running away because I didn't want to be anywhere near them so I was also afraid of Captain Hook really badly whenever he was in the parade I always had to cover my eyes <laughs> um and also a funny story, my sister used to traumatize me by hiding, you know, when you went to McDonald's, and you'd get those little figurines. Uh, she would hide the Disney villain figurines in my sock drawer and things like that. So when I found them, I'd scream. <laughs> Number 12. 
Another thing I also remember doing when I was a youngster was there used to be a parade that I remember it going on for several years because it was the same song always. And my parents bought it for me on CD and it was in a little cardboard sleeve. And when I got home, I used to recreate the parade using my Barbies and toys. And I used to lay them out in the living room and I'd have a big cushion as Aladdin's magic carpet. And I'd put on my own version of the wonderful world of Disney parade. Gosh, I'm so lame the more I think about this. <laughs> Number 13. Another funny story about me and my sister. We had for years wanted to go on Space Mountain, but we just were both a bit afraid. No one in my family likes roller coasters, I want to specify, like my sister, my mum, my dad. So it wasn't like I had anyone who was egging me on to go on it or being like, yeah, it's gonna be great. It was literally, I'd seen it, I was interested, and I was like, well, we should go on it. My parents flat out refused to go on it. My sister was on the fence. So it took a couple of trips and eventually um, as we got a bit older, we were like, no, this time we're gonna do it, like 100%. So we got our fast passes, we were like, this way we can't back out. So we've got our fast pass and we have to go. So it came up to the time, we were both all pumped up. We looked to our mum and dad, okay, we'll be back in a minute. We're gonna go ride Space Mountain. I remember we climbed up the um, steps to go through the fast pass entry. We got inside the dome. If you know kind of the architecture, it's like a big round dome. We got inside and um, the carriage must have just blew by like the roller coaster car and it made the loudest noise. And me and my sister both looked at each other and just ran out the ride. I was like, I'm not doing it. We did go on Space Mountain together a few years back and um, we both really liked it actually, that's the funny thing. But yeah, the first attempt to go on that was a disaster, we both chickened out. 14. This one was something that I actually did a bit of research on later on and found out that it wasn't weird at all. But when me and my husband went to Tokyo Disneyland, we went on Small World. And I, I really liked that attraction. It used to be one of my favorites in Disneyland Paris growing up. And we went on it and it wasn't, you know, anything different really, similar kind of style. But one thing we did notice was that America or the USA, North America, was not featured in it. And I thought how weird that they wouldn't put USA in Small World. I mean, it's a pretty big part of the world, honestly. And um, me and my husband were kind of speculating about it. Like, why would they not put it in? Is there still hard feelings because of like World War II? Like we were just like thinking of all these ideas. But um, it turns out that actually that's not abnormal to not have USA. It's just most of the other small worlds around the world. So California, Florida never featured USA as of course they were in the USA. And um, it turns out Tokyo was just a carbon copy of the original ride from America. So they didn't bother adding in uh, the USA because they're not living in the USA. However, in Disneyland Paris, they do feature that. So that's why I was expecting there to be a part like there was in Paris. I hadn't been on any other. And I guess um, it just wasn't so. So that was kind of random, but now I know why. 15. Going to Disneyland Paris for the 15th anniversary celebration. This one was really cool for me because I think this is the only time I've been to a park when it's been in some kind of big birthday celebration period. And um, this was a really fun trip because I was 14 and I was so excited because my parents let me choose the hotel and I chose Newport Bay Club because I'd always wanted to stay there. And so it was exciting enough just because I got to pick the hotel. 
And um, there was lots of cool new things going on because of this anniversary celebration. They'd opened a few new rides, including Crush's Coaster, the Tower of Terror. And so that was really fun. And they also had a high school musical show that they were doing. And I was obsessed with high school musical at the time, as was most teenagers. And um, they had this brand new parade as well, which had an amazing song, which I still actually really like to this day. If you're interested, it's called It's Just Like We Dreamed It, uh, Disneyland Paris. So check that one out it's really catchy and nice and I also remember listening to it like non-stop on the car journey home probably driving everybody insane but yeah that was kind of fun to be part of an anniversary celebration So this one isn't strictly Disney, but I guess it's all part of that Disney experience. So when we would go growing up, we would often take a ferry or a boat across the English Channel and drive from the port in France to Disneyland Paris, which would take a few hours typically. And my parents used to put on CDs to listen to. So now ingrained in my mind are certain bands and songs that just tie in all those memories of like traveling to Disney and Disney. So they used to listen to ABBA a lot and Shania Twain, another one, that they always put on were the cause. I don't know how um, popular they were anywhere else in the world because they were an Irish group. They're spelled C-O-R-R-S, the cause. But I actually really love them and I recommend their music. And surprisingly, I still listen to them to this day just because they give me those memories of being so excited and going to Disney. Am I the only one that has that? Or do you have like certain songs that trigger memories of holidays and family time? Because I don't know, I just, now I have those bad and they remind me of Disney. 17. This one I wasn't going to put in because I feel like it's yet another embarrassing one of me being a loser slash crybaby, <laughs> but my husband said I should put it in. So this one is kind of funny. I remember going to Tokyo Disney Sea, and I was so excited to try all the different rides they don't have anywhere else. But because they don't have them anywhere else, you don't really know what to expect. So we went on a ride called 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is inspired by the story by Jules Verne. And we kind of got into these little submarine looking vehicles. They were quite small, quite crowded, but I was like, mm, well, let's, let's see how this goes. I, I wouldn't say I'm claustrophobic, but in certain circumstances, I can feel claustrophobic, especially when you are worried about being underwater because I'm a bit afraid of the sea. <laughs> So he went in this ride and suddenly the windows just fill with water. So I was panicking. I was like, are we actually like going underwater? Is this a legit submarine? Like I was like, I don't want to be under the water in a submarine. Like I don't want to be doing this. So I was looking at my husband and I was like, we got to get out. I got to get out. And he was like, this isn't real. Like, and I was like, how do you know? <laughs> but um, yeah, so it obviously it's not real. It's like a special effect that makes you look like you're under the water. But yeah, just a heads up. If you're a bit claustrophobic, you might not like that ride. But once I got over the fact that it was fake, it is it is quite enjoyable but but just a heads up because I'll always remember that because it was just so funny and what oh dear 18 what better Disney memory is there than that waking up early feeling and knowing that you've got a whole Disney day ahead of you I simply remember this because we typically get to Disney the evening or afternoon before and so I knew I couldn't go to any of the Disney parks until the next morning. So we'd all go to bed. And as soon as the sunlight came through the windows in my hotel room, I was like, I know it's the next day. I can get up. I can wake up my parents and 
we're wasting daylight people let's go we've got disney things to do there's nothing better than that feeling of knowing that you've got a whole day ahead of you to fill with disney magic and so i'd get my parents up we'd go down to the breakfast buffet we typically have croissant and jam and yeah just what better feeling is there than that 19. Another Disney memory that I have very f hold like fondly is um, my sister actually had her hen party in Disneyland Paris. So a hen party is a bachelorette party, I believe, in other places. And um, it was really fun because it was an all girls trip. We were all old enough to drink. So we got to have like some nice grown up drinks. We had a really nice dinner at the restaurant by Pirates of the Caribbean, which is now called um, Jack Sparrow's restaurant. When we went, I think it was called something different. And um, we played Disney games. We did like trivia. We did photo challenges. It was just really fun. Um, I would really recommend Disney for an adult trip or a hen party, bachelorette party, because you can do so much. I think it's so underrated that Disney is just for kids because it's so much to do for adults and I'm actually going to have a podcast coming up soon where I talk about um, doing a Disneyland Paris trip for all girls or all adults because there's just so much potential and I want to share my experience and ideas so stay tuned for that and finally 20 this memory stands out to me because it's the time that I discovered probably my favorite Disney snack ever which is hard to say because disney does offer some amazing snacks in all its parks but this one is definitely up there do you have any idea what i'm talking about <laughs> well this one you get at tokyo disney sea and it is the little green alien men mochi now i've spoken about this a few times if you're an avid listener you'll probably already know but in case you're new here this is what it is so mochi is a japanese delicacy it's kind of a gelatinous rice ball and inside they have fillings so it can be sweet savory but in these ones, you had chocolate mousse, strawberry mousse, and vanilla cream. They were three little mochi balls designed to look like the aliens from the Toy Story franchise. My sister had been to Tokyo Disney a few years prior to me, and the minute I saw her eating those, I knew I had to have them, as I already am a massive mochi fan, love Japanese cuisine, and used to try and get them from the Asian supermarkets whenever I could. So just arriving there a few years later sitting at mama biscotti's bakery finally having bought those mochi being able to eat and enjoy those was such an amazing moment and my husband actually took some great pictures and the joy in my face is just too funny so yes that's a really nice memory because it's when i found my favorite disney snack I hope you enjoyed listening to my ramblings and my memories and that it triggered some Disney memories that you have. If you want to share some of those memories, you can definitely get in touch. Now for my Disney fact of the day. Walt Disney actually has the record for the most amount of Academy Awards won by a single individual. He has 22 Oscars from 59 nominations. And another funny fact that I think is cool is that in 1938, he was given a normal size Oscar and seven mini Oscars as a representation of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I thought that was pretty cool.
that sums up today's episode. I hope you enjoyed episode 20. It was definitely fun for me to think back on some of those memories. If you are interested in hearing more content like that, please do let me know. I'd love to know what you like to hear, what you want to hear about. As always, you can get in touch at DisneyParkWanderer at gmail.com or you can also leave a voice note via Anchor. I'm also thinking about putting these on YouTube so I can get easier feedback from people on the comments, but I'm going to see how I feel about that later on. I will be back on Monday. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and until then, stay curious. Mm -hmm.